Hey, welcome to the Six Box Life, episode 271. I am your host, Mark, aka Wingman709. Um, and with me this week is my good buddy Rob. Rob, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I am here, my good friend Mark. Always a pleasure, my good friend Mark. <sighs> and I'm hoping to hear myself in the feed, my good friend Mark. Yes, I do. Yay. Yeah, Excellent. right. Major victory. Uh, Major All victory. Right. So, this is uh, episode 271, VGX equals SUX. And uh, we're, we'll jump into that here in just a minute. And I probably should put us back on the screen so you can actually see us. Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties tonight. So, with me, as always, on my end, my piece of garbage computer. Um, but anyways, um, we're going to just keep on trucking and hopefully everything is working out for the rest of the show. So be sure you know, to visit. Hey, I just want, want to mention real quick, uh, speaking of garbage computers, uh, I totally forgot to mention that I've been running on Windows 8.1 now for over two months without a single issue. There okay. you go, my friend. So what are you saying? I'm not it on work, Windows It works. 8. I know. That <laughs> works fine. It works fine. It didn't work on my hardware. User so. error. User yeah. error. <laughs> Well, that's the end of TXL. <laughs> Bye, everybody. So, whatever. So, I can't control. I can't control an installation. So, it either fails or it works. So, what do you want me to say? Um, if you want to visit our website, visit thisxboxlife.com. And uh, as always, you can be so kind to support us by doing your shopping. Hey, Christmas is almost here, people. So do all your shopping right. at Amazon.com. Uh, but preferably, go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. And that way, that'll take you straight to Amazon. It'll be our affiliate link so that we'll get uh, we'll get the credit for sending you there. Or go to thisxboxlife.com and just click on the Amazon box on the right-hand side, and it will take you to Amazon as well through our affiliate Yeah, and page. do that each time you shop. Every time. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. So tell tell your PlayStation buddies. Use this link. <laughs> there you so, go. There you go. Um, so anyways, um, we talked about last week how we were giving away a digital copy of FIFA 14, the game, and the launch pack code for Xbox One. And we have a winner. But we're going to keep that winner's name going to hold off until a little bit later in the show just to kind of keep uh keep you guys around a little bit uh keep teasing it if you will so with that let's go ahead and uh what have you been playing this week rob well i've been playing uh american airlines marriott hotels um <laughs> that kind of stuff so i'm actually hundreds of miles from my xbox uh and have been all week so i uh, haven't been doing a whole lot uh, on the Xbox, I did uh, finally get a beta invite for uh, Hearthstone. That's uh, the guys that battle, no, uh, Blizzard. The guys that did World of Warcraft, they've got this little card game. It's kind of like a ripoff of Magic the Gathering. And uh, I played that a little bit. It's actually quite a bit of fun. It's fun and it's free. It's in beta. Uh, if you have a Battle.net account, you might want to check it out, sign up uh, for the beta. It took me about a month to get a code. But I finally did get one, uh, and uh, I, I give it a double thumbs up. Uh, that's about it. How about you, Mark? Um, 
I have played. I can't stop playing Dead Rising, my friend. Hey, um, that's that's an awesome thing. Dead Rising Three. I'm I'm like close to finishing Rise, but I can't pull myself away from Dead Rising Three. I I beat the game. Um, I did complete. I didn't play the whole game on Nightmare Mode. I um, saw a friend of mine playing. Uh, was on Chapter Six. Well, they actually. I saw that they were on Chapter Six on Nightmare Mode, so I just called. I sent him a party invite. Said, "Hey, you need any help?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm actually just on Chapter Seven, so hop on in." So he just started Chapter Seven. I played through it with him. Uh, we beat it, and um, so I got the achievement for beating it on Nightmare Mode, even though I really only did oh, wow. the last chapter. And then we played Chapter Eight. So because the, Chapter Seven is the end of the game, and you see the credits, but there's actually a whole other level after that that you can play, and when I went through, I was by myself, and I actually um, didn't complete it. So I got an ending to the game. And I thought, oh, that's just the way it is. I, 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 to me, I thought it was something you couldn't beat. I thought it was kind of like, oh, this is just you know, a way to get you running around. And But no, you can actually beat it, and there is two different endings to that game. So uh, if you, you know, when you get to Chapter 7, you can beat. There is another boss, if you will. So... There's two possible endings, but uh, I had a good time. Okay. I love the game. I'm still playing it. I, I'm gonna go back here again, probably when we're done tonight, play some more. The only other thing I tried was Xbox Fitness, and I did it once, and that was it. Um, I gonna, I'm How probably gonna. It was not bad. I actually kind of liked the little application and the way it works. Um, I yeah, tried yeah. to file a low impact. Uh, starter program and there really isn't any. The one I tried was supposedly low impact, but I was having such a hard time keeping up with the lady. She's just like, and the way she did it was like, like I would already know all the routines. Yeah. Like I don't know the routine, and they're like, kick at this, and they're saying all these names of these moves, and I'm like, why don't you show me what that move is? And she's just like, oh, da 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 da, and kick it and turn around and step back, and I'm like, whoa 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 whoa, what is, what what is it you just did? You know. <laughs> So it was kind of a little rough, but um, eh, we'll see. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I had a similar experience, and I found myself, you know, like craning my neck, you know, during the exercises to look at the TV to see what <laughs> I'm actually supposed to be doing. So. so, you know, I think, you know, after you do it a couple of times, it'll be a lot better. Yeah. Oh, you know what I think I'm going to do? Being being What's Just that? because, if I still have it. In fact, I know I have it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw something up on the screen, just because I can. Just because I can. You can do it. So let me do this. Let me go over here and get in here. And this will be worth it, people. This will be worth it. And I'm only gonna do this just because we're talking about it. Xbox Fitness. There we go. So that's what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, if you haven't tried it out, the, I know some other people in our community have definitely given this program a try. And um, it definitely, there's some really hard workouts in there. So uh, like the, the, what is it, the P, PX90? P90X. Um, P90X. Yeah, that's, that's more advanced. Stay away yeah. un unless you're in really good shape. Yeah. Or reasonable. Let's say... I, I take it back. You don't have to be in great shape. You just have to be in normal shape. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at least for me, that means stay away. Yeah. So I'm not in. Uh, I'm not in good shape. But I'm going to start probably implementing some bit of this um, 
I did like a 10 minute thing, so it's not bad. I mean, yeah. But uh, it made me sweat. Uh, just even the low impact one. I just wish there was something that was like a little bit more of a starter. I didn't. I felt like there was really nothing there that was a good starting um, uh, program. You know. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they'll add some stuff like that in the future. But so good stuff. Yes, absolutely. So what did you play this week? You already asked me that. We already talked about that. Oh, well, then let's just move on. <laughs> I'm a, like a little frazzle here so, today. Uh, so, Mark, I played the whole American Airlines and Marriott thing. That's right. You told me that. <laughs> Actually, there was something else that I played. I don't remember what it was now. Um, I, Tiny Death Star. I'm still playing that. It's okay. Okay, I'm and, talking Xbox stuff, though. Yeah. If we're gonna go mobile games, dude, I'm gonna. I I hate, I hate, and I think I'm officially done with it. Candy Crusher Saga. I've I've had it with that game. The thing is rigged, dude. It is. I know it's. This thing is so microtransaction based. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I I I can't even say what I want to say. I, I was just so frustrated today. I'm like, you can only play. You only get five moves. That's it. And then if you want to keep playing, you got to pay like a buck for every five moves. Otherwise, you got to wait a half hour to get another move. Um, and then they they make these boards so that it's it's rigged to make you want to like have to pay for all these stupid power ups just so you can clear the. Forget it. I'm done with it, man. I'm done with them. Besides, tomorrow I won't need to play on the mobile because I'll have all the gaming beauty that I need right on my Xbox One tomorrow. So. Something Actually, I've, I've got a little uh, funny Candy Crush Saga story. So uh, everybody's been playing this thing, and, you know, ever since you started uh, playing it out, you know, it piqued my interest a little bit. So I actually started it, um, I don't remember when this was, a couple days ago. And I went through a couple of levels, and usually I don't like these kind of games, you know, like the Bejeweled and, and all those, because uh, being colorblind, a lot of them are kind of tough. Because you spend a lot of time trying to discern between the different colors, you know, where it, it takes the fun out of the game because you can't enjoy the game. Yeah. So at least in Candy Crush Saga, the, the shapes are different. And you have like your little what, jelly beans and your little hard candies or whatever they are. So you've got all the different shapes. So that, that kind of removes the whole colorblind aspect of it. Um, but it, it's still not really my kind of game. I, it it's it's not that interesting to me so what i started doing is i started looking for hacks for it there's a uh, enterprising people out there of course uh, across the world that uh, you know figure out all sorts of stuff and i found this one uh interesting little i guess hack you would call it for uh the facebook version of the game where you run this little app and then you start your browser and you log into the game and it sort of like inserts itself in the middle there and you hit a button and it bumps you up to 99 moves and it locks it there. So I went through and I started playing uh, this one level and the level you needed something, I think it was like 1400 points or 14, yeah, it was like 1400 points in order to pass it. So um, I, I was playing this thing, and I'm like, Jesus, things are never going to end. So I figured out this other button on there. And mind you, this whole thing's in, like, Chinese, so I, I have no idea what I'm looking at on this little interface. <laughs> so I click this other button, and now my moves start going down. So unfortunately, it goes from 99 down to zero. So I still had 100 moves left. So 
there's one level that, uh, every, you know, when I get ranked on it with everybody else, everybody else has like 2,000 points, you know, 2,500, whatever. And then you've got me with 1.8 million. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's pretty funny because it's an early <laughs> level in the game, maybe like level seven or six or something like that. So, uh, so that that was my little fun adventure with the game right there, and I, I'm I think I'm officially done with it because it's just other than a little hack and trying to get it to work and figuring it out and trying to do something you're not supposed to do. Uh, beyond that, it's I've I've lost interest in it. So I just had those little little funny anecdote I would share. And I just don't, you know, I get the whole free to play, but it's it's not really a free to play because they're limiting you to everything. You get about five minutes, and then if you want to play it, well, then you got to pay money. And it's a constant money suck. It's constantly drawing money out of you. And if you don't, then it's like, okay, I can only play for a couple minutes, and then i got to wait a couple hours to get my moves back up and then come back, play a couple minutes. And you're always stuck on the same level. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I'm not even going to give them any more airtime. So stay you know away what? from that garbage game and all their other garbage games that they keep pimping too. Every time you finish yeah. it, it's like, oh, do you want to get this one? Do you want to try this one? And then, no, I don't want the same thing eight, you know, in eight different games. No, no thanks. So, anyways. You know, a, a similar type of thing with uh, Tiny Death Star is that with Tiny Death Star you have um, – I think you would you have coins or credits or something like that and then you have imperial bucks so it's a similar type of thing in there where you have certain missions and you have to um let's say accumulate a certain amount of money to build the level or you can build the level for imperial bucks and imperial bucks are really hard to come by i mean you literally well i would normally get like maybe one or two three tops a day and some of these things like uh to upgrade the elevator it requires 75 imperial bucks now other than like just trudging through the game and just getting a couple a day there's really no way to get it outside of either paying money or like trying netflix you know on their account or you know doing all these things and, you know, that, that's such a hassle. I mean, it, it almost ruins the game, I think, yeah. for me. Because I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, sign up for Netflix so I can get points or something like that. It's like, forget that. So, you know, these companies are going to great lengths to make their game profitable or whatever. And with something like Tiny Death Star, I'd rather pay like two or three bucks for the game or you know whatever it might be and not have to go through all that but you know this is something we've talked about you know many times in the past and you know hopefully it'll change but we'll see okay i'm done all righty well let's let's move on into um let's move on into our show and get going but uh bef- so the first thing i want to talk about and I actually forgot to get a graphic for this, so I gotta throw this up here. I'm working on it, people. Uh, but um, work it, work it. I'm getting there, and here it comes. The the VGX, okay. This was pretty horrible. Um, I did you watch it at all, Rob? Yesterday. 
I initially forgot about it and then started watching it about half an hour in. I caught maybe 45 minutes of it and then I actually went into the other room in my hotel room here and I went to sleep. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, of various reasons. It just, it was brutal. I mean, it was not interesting and that host, is he just grates on me. I just can't handle him. Dude, he was not the comedian guy, not Jeff Keighley, the other guy, the really super tall guy. Um, Joel something. Uh, he, that guy was not funny. He was horrible. I mean, he was literally like jerky. At least that was my impression. There was not one thing that I even thought was remotely funny. I actually quit, I think, after somewhere between an hour and a half to two hours. I, I sat here. I, I was really trying not to sleep. I was trying to pay attention. But... It, it it oh my gosh it was horrible the show was I'm like my impression of it was like a three hour long talk show which is different guests coming on so there was no awards ceremony it was not like in the past where they had this big theater and people are on stage and they're coming up and they make a big deal about it you know I've enjoyed VGX for the most part or VGAs I've enjoyed the VGAs this new version or format was so boring. It was just like one long talk show. I mean, really, that's all I could think of. And it was boring as could be. The, the comedian was not funny. There there was nothing exciting about it. They tried to build up, like, all these world premieres. Um, you know what? I can watch all of those a half hour after the show airs on, on game trailers. You know? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. and skip all the three hours of junk. Um, I will not watch them next year. I, I, I walked away. I wanted to see the Titanfall. But then after two hours, I was like, they're obviously going to wait till the very end. And I just left, dude. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, yeah, and talking, just brutal, horrible. If you if you missed it, you didn't miss anything. They're supposed to going to, I think, uh, Spike TV. And it wasn't on TV, uh, which I can see why. But uh, Spike- You know, I was really surprised about that because um, as I was streaming it, I figured, well, let me just turn on the TV, and it wasn't on. Yep, it's not. And yeah, you know, I, I know why too because I I heard every language you wanted. They didn't edit like when they were doing GTA, when they were showing okay. some stuff from there. It was not edited, so you know I heard the f bomb and several other things. So I guess that's why they got the X on there. Um, I don't know. It just makes no okay. sense. But uh, I I don't you know it's it just wasn't worth watching. And no, it wasn't. There was some items of news that came out of it, but for the most part, it's just not worth it. So horrible, horrible to see something that was sort of decent to 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 fall down this. And my thought was they did this because I think they weren't making any money and they didn't want to spend any money. This had to be the cheapest award show ever created, ever done in the history of mankind. You rent like some little loft area or some little oh yeah, it was area, in the and loft. That's, it. that's right. That's all it was. And there's like. You know, if it was probably all staff people from Spike TV that were dressed up there at the, the little bar or whatever, you know. And you, you had the win- the winners were already known. So this whole, like, you call in to let us know the winners is a bunch of crap because the not even all the winners were even there. They only had a few that I saw. Um, so some of it was all digitally, like, accepting the award digitally through their... Yeah, it was just whatever. Yes. It it was lame. So 
But very much so. We got some VGX stuff later on in the show. We'll talk about. So we'll we'll kind of come back to it a little bit later. So, but uh, we'll move on to our 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 first set of stories here. And that's to you, Rob. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, I was experimenting with my little Twitch windows here. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, mine failed on the Xbox, and that's another thing too. This Twitch app, I can tell you guys, I guarantee it's not our broadcast that's failing. It's Twitch because I was started to watch the VGXs on the Twitch app on my Xbox One, and even that one says, "Oh, the broadcast has stopped streaming." So they that Twitch app on the Xbox One has got a problem. They need to fix it. Um, so hopefully they will. It's not us because if you're watching through the web, it continues to stream. But the Xbox One, and mine just came up said, "Oh, they're not broadcasting anymore," even though we are. Um, but I do have a question that I I want to uh, bring up. Let me ask you this real quick, Rob. I don't know if you've sure. noticed this, and to those that are listening and are uh, in the Twitch live feed right now, I've seen several times now where I get a notification that, um like Call of Duty Ghosts is ready to play. And I'm like, why am I getting a notification on Call of Duty Ghosts? I haven't played it hardly at all, okay? It just it's all of a sudden a notification since it's ready to play. I've also been been like watching TV and I'll get a notification that my Dead Rising 3 party or my Dead Rising 3 game is ready, even though I'm not in a party. I'm just watching TV. So the party one I don't get. That doesn't make any sense. But my thought on this one for the Ghost, the Call of Duty thing, I'm wondering if that the game had a title update and it updated in the background and it's just notifying you if that's their way of notifying you that it's that it's ready. So I don't know. Have you seen anything like that? Because I've seen that several times. No, I haven't seen that. I mean, it sounds plausible. Because there's really no way. I don't. I haven't seen anything yet saying there was a title update, or I haven't not had a single patch. You know, usually things have a day one update, but I, I've got nothing so far. And yeah. how are we going to know if if it's set to a background update? How are you going to know if anything's been updated? So. Yeah, that's that's the big problem with those background updates, and because. <laughs> I mean, with all my computers, for example, I, I never let them do automatic updates. I always go through and I do it manually. I do it manually every couple of days. I check just because I want to know when something happens right. and if it goes for the worst. You know, maybe then I have a chance of backing it out. But if something just happens in the background, I mean, you're at the mercy of, you know, the the programmers or the company that's doing it, you know, at least have something to say, hey, you know, whatever was updated. Right. Just to give you that yeah. notification, but no. But no, I didn't notice that. All right, well, let's, we'll, we'll move on. Maybe they'll tell us a little bit more in the future. But. Okay. All right. We ready to get back on, on track here? Let's Let's do it. Let's do it. 
All right, so uh, it was, I think, about a week ago, uh, some information leaked out onto the net on uh, a certain button key press that you can do on your controller that'll put your console into, like, a secret menu, and then from there you can go in and uh, enable some kind of developer options. And this is something that I actually tried myself on my Xbox just to see it. Uh. I, wanted to, I wanted to see what was in that screen to see if I could do it because, you know, I'm curious. And I got into the screen, and uh, you know, there's some scary, there's some scary looking stuff in there. So I did not mess with it. But uh, you know, there are some people out there that I guess uh, did try to enable some of the modes. And uh, Microsoft uh, released some information, basically saying that uh, that portion of of uh, I guess that secret menu, et cetera, that, that's not complete. So uh, the full code isn't there, and you can basically, uh, at, in the worst case, you could break your Xbox One by enabling those settings. And uh, you know, hopefully, none of our listeners went through and, and monkeyed with that stuff. But uh, then, uh, what was this uh, on December second? So this would have been last Monday. Uh, Microsoft released uh, a little blurb basically saying that they strongly advise customers against changing these settings uh, and that uh, you can revert back to factory defaults if you go to system settings and then restore factory defaults. Supposedly, that can help you out of that uh, pickle if you got yourself into that pickle. So, um, you know, they're going to have that... uh, Indeed, developer program uh, that will start out next year. So maybe this is how people can enable it. But uh, until that happens, you know, please stay out of there and yeah. uh, just play, play your games. You know, use your Xbox uh, the way it was intended to. And then if you're looking to develop or monkey with the system, uh, do that when it's ready. Exactly. Absolutely. Back All to right. you, my friend. All right. So Microsoft's. Uh, PR superhero uh, Larry Major Nelson Herb uh, has taken to Red Edit to address complaints about the Xbox One's party system. And I'm one of those that complains about it. But um, so here's, here's what he had to say about the party system. He says, I had a meeting about much of this and I can say that things will get better. Uh, I can't offer a timeline of a list of what I'm sorry I can't offer a timeline of a list of what till be addressed first but we are aware of the issues and things this is written so horribly Um, but we are aware of the issues and things will get better Um, so where the Xbox 360's guide grants access to party features oh broadcast is finished uh, to party features, achievements, and text messages within a single pop-up, the Xbox One's interface separates these into distinct apps that can be snapped to the side of the screen or opened from the home menu. Uh, this allows for more flexibility, but also makes using these features a little less intuitive and more time-consuming. Guaranteed they do. Uh, so, um, there is... And someone posted about this in our, in our forum, or I'm sorry, in our Facebook group. They posted a website called xboxfeedback.com. Now, this is an unofficial hub for Xbox One user grievances. And when I first 
one of our community members posted about it and I, I posted in there said hey this is not official you know just so you know but Major Nelson has suggested that the manufacturer will take note of any feedback you post there at that site so that's you know so I guess in a way uh, they've they are gonna take a look at that so if you do have any beefs or gripes you might want to check out xboxfeedback.com and post some of your complaints so all right. Okay. Now, Peggle 2 is something that uh, you in particular, Mark, are, are very excited about. So we definitely yeah. know that because we've been talking about that, I don't know, probably every show so far. And uh, tomorrow is the day, my friend, December 9th, Peggle 2 release date. Uh, they've released the pricing for it. It's going to be a mere $12. <laughs> That that right there, my friend, was some of the best news I've heard in a very long time. That was worthy of the the final song there, Ode to Joy. Yes. And then they put a price on heaven, my friend, and it's twelve dollars, right? Twelve dollars, yes. So no soul required, just twelve dollars. So Dude, I can't wait. I'm. I might even stay up till midnight just to see if it posts at midnight. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I was. I was just gonna ask you that if you're gonna stay up later, because usually we finish up what. I mean, your time. What about eleven o'clock or so? Maybe sometimes a little bit later. Yeah, but these things. These things typically they'll usually like throw them up at like two in the morning. So no, I'm not gonna stay up, but I will be grabbing it as soon as I wake up. <laughs> I will be downloading it. <laughs> Guaranteed, my friend. Guaranteed. So. Yes. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow, December 9th. Yeah, by the time that you all hear this, you'll probably uh, see a couple posts by Mark about how amazing it is on uh, the Facebook group, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, no, right. you won't hear me posting it because I'll be too busy playing. There you go. <coughs> I am feeling a little under the weather by the way that's right yeah you're sounding a little hoarse uh, i don't feel good get oh. it horse unicorn ah, ah. So. okay all right moving on moving on if you've seen this nasty message on your screen that's because you play battlefield 4 and um it seems like i've avoided playing this on the xbox one and um you know all i can say is I'm just going to read it because I, I so badly like want to rip in to eat dice for this. But, you know, you'd think... All I can say is you'd think after all these years they'd have this stuff figured out. But um, they have said that fixing Battlefield 4 is a priority for dice above any other projects. So they have halted all work on everything but Battlefield 4 until the issues plaguing the game have been resolved. Um, this is acclaimed by the publisher EA. DICE was currently working on Mirror's Edge reboot and the upcoming Star Wars Battlefront game, as well as the remaining Battlefield 4 expansions. But supposedly all that has been halted. Yeah, right. I don't believe it. But that's their PR spin. Uh, here they say, We know we still have ways to go with fixing the game. It is absolutely our number one priority. The team at DICE is working nonstop to update the game. An EA representative told um, IGN, uh, we know many of our pl uh, players are frustrated and we feel your pain. We will not stop until this is right. Um, as for releasing 
uh, China Rising, the first of five major expansion packs planned for Battlefield 4. During these ongoing issues, EA told IGN the expansion was already in the final stages of development by the time issues began with Battlefield 4, so the company decided to fulfill our promise to deliver it this week. EA has issued several patches for Battlefield 4 since its launch, including a fix for the one-hit kill glitch that has uh, been seen in the PC version. The same patch that has been seen has since been delayed for PS4, and improvements to the still a bit shaky online stability of the PS4 game. As a result of issues across all platforms, DICE decided to reward those who stuck with Battlefield 4 through the hard times with a double XP fan appreciation event, um, which ends, uh, well, that was last week, so a couple days ago it's already over. Um, but I think I don't think a double XP is as much of an appreciation when your game is has so many issues. And I'm not going to go into them. The people that are playing the game, they know what's going on, and they're the ones that are frustrated by it. But um, the reason I brought this story up is that uh, EA is claiming that it's their number one priority over producing more games. Um, I don't believe that, but you know, it is what it is. Also, there is a uh, as of December 6, so two days ago, uh, there was a story that said the latest patch for Battlefield 4 on Xbox 360 is now available and purports to resolve many of the issues players have been having. But in order to be used, it must first be manually downloaded from the Xbox Live Marketplace. I, I don't know why. I mean... <laughs> What's the point of why can't they give a game update? I don't know, but this one is a uh, is a manual update. So if you are playing Battlefield 4 and 360 and you didn't go get this, you might want to check the marketplace. Um, as outlined by Dice, multiplayer update number three addresses the same problems as this week's uh, PS3 patch. This patch is mainly focused at increasing game stability and contains a number of crash fixes. Uh, accumulated, these fixes should help increase stability overall in the game. In addition to various sorts of crashes, such as those that occur when exiting a vehicle or going into the options menu, this patch improves hit sync and fixes a nor notorious one-hit kill bug. Other small fixes include one involving the audio dropping out while driving a U.S. tank and flares being made available to players more quickly than intended by leaving, by leaving than re-entering a vehicle. Unlike the type of game updates players uh, might be used to receiving automatically when starting a game up while connected to the inter internet, this one is like some of the previous Battlefield 4 updates, one that must be manually downloaded. In order to do so, you'll have to go to Xbox Live Marketplace and download Multiplayer Update 3. So, um, there you go. If you got a 360 and need that update, that is how you get it. Okay. So... Hey, uh, one thing I forgot to mention about that Microsoft uh, advisory against that dev mode is that there's a uh, an image that's going around uh, the interwebs uh, that's basically saying that you go in and you enable that and it puts uh, backwards compatibility mode uh, oh, to the yeah. system. Uh, that is lies. Do not do that. Lies! Yes, yes. Stay away. Stay away from that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Assassin's Creed 4. Um, this is, you know, before I get on with the story, I, something happened that kind of irked me a little bit. Oh. And that's that Amazon had a sale on Assassin's Creed 4 a couple days back where Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag was twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. And it was 30 bucks for just about everything except for the Xbox One. 
Xbox One was full price, sixty bucks. That's lame. Yeah. Was the PS4 thirty dollars? I don't remember. I, I I just remember like the 360, the PC. I mean, everything was thirty bucks except wow. for, um, except for uh, Xbox One. Now, I, I have a question here for you, Mark. Now, when when you buy stuff digitally, of course, you're probably going to be paying full price, at least for the foreseeable future with any Xbox One titles, right? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I don't think anything's been on sale or any form of sale on any of that. Not that they really need it. I mean, it's a launch uh, console. But one thing I was kind of hoping about and I was actually thinking about this today was that the advantage that you have by not going digital and by going media, like you know, going to Best Buy or whatever, is that when you go over there, maybe they'll have it on sale. Maybe they'll, it'll be ten bucks off, twenty bucks off, or whatever. You'll or you know, you'll get something from it. And I mean, I haven't seen any Xbox One titles so far that have been on any kind of sale at any store. Have you? Um, I thought there was stuff, like on Black Friday, I thought some stuff was already marked down, but um, I don't expect to see any PS4 or Xbox One stuff marked down, because it's a brand new console, everybody's going to pay a full price for them, um, I don't, I don't think you're going to see that, but, um, I think the biggest concern for, is that you make a point of, when stuff does go on sale, you're not going to see the digital version on sale. Right. Um, the only way we're going to get that is if they do allow stores like GameStop and Walmarts and Best Buys and, and Amazon to sell digital codes. You know, then right. then you can maybe get it. Uh, that's where you're going to get your discount. Then you get your code, and then you just that download would be nice. it digitally. I hope they do that. I would love to still buy my games from Amazon, which is where I get most of mine now, um, and then just get that. You know, here print this little code out, or you type it in even. But even if they let you print out the little you know, the little barcode, smart tag or whatever, then just, you know, let the Kinect scan it and bam, starts download. But, yeah, you're not going to see, you probably won't see no big discounts on retail like Forza 5 and stuff like that on, on yeah. the dashboard. They're just, they're probably not going to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically paying extra to have that convenience. And, you know, if it comes but, down to that, I will still buy digital because I absolutely love that the, like, I can leave my Dead Rising 3 disc in because I rented it. So yep. I leave that in the drive, but then I can play Killer Instinct, Forza 5, Call of Duty Ghosts, and I don't have to get up to swap a disc. Right. And I know it's not a big deal, and some people are like, well, you big old fat lazy guy. Well, yeah, that's not the point. Uh, we're into the, it's the next generation. I love that I don't have... I actually like the fact that I don't have to swap a disc. I do miss having the Xbox One cases. I, I thought... It's like I really would like to have those cases on my shelf. But if yeah. I have to put the whole game on the hard drive anyways, it has to be installed, then what's the point of having the media? You know? that It yep. just, to me, defeats the purpose. Um, like with Xbox 360, I chose not to install. Very few games did I install to my hard drive. You know, so then it's like, okay, it makes sense to have the disc. But here there's no advantage to having the disc. Um, the only real advantage is you wouldn't have to download it again. If you're, if you're capped or you got really slow download speeds or, or something like that, then, and you want to delete it, a game to make room on your hard drive for something else, you can always just install it right off the disc. 
Um, that's really the only advantage that I see. Um, but I okay. love not. But even then, you if you have a disc, you have to put the disc in. I tried this with the two games I got rented. I tried launching them, you know, from my pinned page, and it says, "Please insert the disc." Even though the game's fully installed, they require you to put the disc in. So yep. I, that's just annoying to me, and I'll pay the price to go digital. So and yeah, it's the price we pay. So yes, but. Anyways, okay. I think you got a story about Assassin's Creed, right? Yes, 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 I do. <laughs> so Assassin's Creed uh, 4, Black Flag's been out for a while now, and it's going to get uh, some single-player uh, downloadable content, some DLC, on December 17th. And uh, so that's December 17th, and it looks like it's going to be across the board, uh, uh, including Xbox One. Uh, with this DLC, basically, uh, it puts uh, you in the role of former slave Adewale, uh who's second in command to uh, the hero Edward Kenway. And uh, you're Adewale shipwrecked in the French-owned Caribbean colony of St. Domingue. Domingue? I can't say that. Uh, and you're forced to for fight across nine missions. Um, so looks like it's part of the game's $20 season pass, uh, if you've got that. And uh, this is interesting where uh, it won't be available on Wii U, uh, because I guess Ubisoft has revealed that it's not bringing any uh, DLC for AC4 to the Wii U. So everybody but the Wii U is getting it. And that's that. All right. Let's just uh, let me move on to the next one then here. Bloop, bloop. So we've heard about the um, self-publishing coming to Xbox One. And developers, uh, we've got a list of uh, participating developers. Uh, Microsoft said that, uh, he, well, here's the list of the people that they let into it uh, first. So we got be, um, Behavior. Now this is, that's the developer's name. So Behavior, they've made Wet. Uh, Naughty Bear and Panic in Paradise, or Naughty Bear Panic in Paradise, sorry. Uh, Bongfish, known for Stoked, Big Air Edition. Born Ready, known for Strike Suit Zero. Cappy, known for Super Time Force. Uh, Concept, uh, known for Soul Sacrifice and Mighty Number no. Nine. Crytek, I think we know what they're <laughs> they, what they're known for, but little games like Crisis and Far Cry. Far Cry. Uh, Definition 6, uh, known for Spy Party. Dem Demi Urge, for, uh, known for Shoot Many Robots. Ooh, that reminds me. Uh, oh, Shoot Many Robots, that's next week. So, I think... Uh, oh, I gotta get my DLC. I didn't download that yet. What is it, Halo? This week? On 360? No, I thought it was uh, Shoot Robots or something like that. Shoot Many Robots? Is that the... Uh, yeah, shoot many robots. Isn't that uh, the 16th of December? I think that's the end of December. Let me double check. You, you can look that up. See what the game's for gold. We talked about this, but I, I thought Halo was the first part. But anyways. Um, Double Eleven, known for Little Big Planet Vita. Double Fine, known for Brutal Legend. Uh, Drinkbox, known for Tales from Space about a blob. Uh, Gaijin Games, uh, they are makers of the Bit Trip series. Half Brick Studios, makers of Fruit Ninja, um, Happy On Labs, Hidden Defe uh, Hidden Path, who makes Defense Grid, 
which I know Rob and I both liked. Yes, uh, yes. High Voltage Software, Innis, Iron Galaxy, Jackbox Games, makers of You Don't Know Jack, uh, Nicalis, Ninja B, uh, makers of A World of Keflings, um, Other Ocean, makers of Super Monkey Ball, uh, for, uh, an iOS, and Dark Void Zero, uh, Panic Button, makers of Connect Star Wars, uh, that's not much. <laughs> that's not saying much. Uh, Signal Studios, makers of Toy Soldiers. Uh, Slightly Mad Studios, makers of Need for Speed Shift and Project Cars. Team 17, they made the, that well, good series of Worms games. Team Colorblind. The Men Who Wear Many Hats, uh, makers of Oregon Trail. Uh, the Odd Gentlemen, the, the makers of The Misadventures of PB Winterbottom. Vlambeer. Uh, way, uh, way forward, Zboid Games, and last but certainly not least, the probably the top developer on my <laughs> list, Zen Studios, maker of Zen Pinball, baby. So we're probably yes. gonna get some more pinball on the Xbox One. And dude, I don't know, man. I haven't bought the last set of tables uh, on the 360. They were actually four Star Wars tables. I haven't bought them yet. And I, I want to. I bought every table except those four. But it's like I'm not on my 360 anymore, and I'm hoping now that they don't like release Pinball FX2 for Xbox One with all those tables because I'd feel compelled to go and buy them all again. <laughs> and I don't want to do course. that. I don't want to do it. But I, you I will. do need to get the. I do need to get those latest Star Wars tables from the last ones. It's, it's all I'm missing, but. Anyways, a lot of developers are uh, in line. We're going to start seeing some independ uh, independent games um, coming soon to Xbox One, so we will keep you guys updated as we hear more on those. By the way, it's uh, Gears of War. That's the first half of December. Oh, that's right. Not Halo. That's yeah. right, Gears. So next week we need to get our Shoot Mini Robots. Yes. Just because it's free. Actually, when does that start? That starts, uh, oh, next Monday. On the 16th. So, yeah. Okay, Microsoft released a whole bunch of information uh, where they used uh, the magic of Xbox Live, and, and they basically counted everything. They counted everybody's achievements and what they did in the different games, and this was really kind of interesting, at least to me, because, uh, you know, I, I love my numbers. And uh, so... They posted, uh, it's not really an infographic, it's just a graphic. And they said, how much it of has this... info on it. True. <laughs> it does. But, uh, so it goes, how much of this was you? So there have, it's, and this is in 11 days, by the way. So this is from the release until, I think, December 2nd. Or 3rd. So uh, it goes, how much of this was you? In Dead Rising 3, over 3 billion zombies were killed. I have a few of those. A couple, two, three? A couple, two, three. I'm about 67,000 zombies killed. It, oh, wow. it keeps you tally up on the screen. I think the last, when I finished last night, I think I was almost closing in on 68,000. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you definitely play that game a lot. Then, oh yes. Yes. Then for forts of five, over ninety million miles were driven. Ninety million. Wow. That's impressive. I for Rai, that includes avatars. <laughs> I 
my drivatar. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I'm guessing probably no, but we'll, we'll see. Then uh, for Rise, the son of Rome, over 186 million enemies were defeated. In Killer Instinct, there were over 150 million combos. Wow. And in terms of gamer score, 415 million uh, gamer score gamer score points were achieved. That's some impressive numbers. That is. Oh yeah. And uh, there's a little note from uh, Yusuf Mehdi, which is kind of interesting. He goes, "We are humbled and gratified with the overwhelming response from our fans to the launch of the Xbox One. Eleven days in, we're seeing record-breaking sales." and are selling every Xbox One we can make. Demand is far from exceeding supply into 13 countries. Um, We're seeing incredible usage from our engaged fans who have purchased Xbox One with more than 50 million hours spent on Xbox One games and entertainment. That's crazy. 50 million hours combined. That's a lot of gaming. And you're probably, you, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you got a couple of those in there too. Two, three. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, it's some cool numbers. It's just mind blowing when you think about it. Those numbers are so big. So, that's cool. Keep it up, guys. Yeah. Keep up. It's, it's, we're obviously enjoying our Xbox Ones. So, Absolutely. Um, next thing we got here is uh, Major Nelson. Uh, made a little video. It's about three minutes long. I'm going to play it for you guys, and I'm going to have the audio on so you guys can hear what he says. But this, he goes over some tips and tricks uh, to the dashboard, and I, I wanted to do this and let him show, uh, you know, play his video because there was actually some things that I learned from it. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and we'll start playing this, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Hi, I'm Larry Herb, Xbox Live's Major Nelson. Xbox One is finally where it belongs, in the homes of fans. I thought it would be worthwhile then to highlight a number of fun, smaller features that will improve your overall Xbox One experience. Let's begin with the menu button, which is a powerful context-sensitive tool with a lot of uses across the Xbox One experience. That's the button with the three horizontal lines next to the Xbox button on your controller. Here are a few examples. If you tap menu on a tile in My Games and Apps, you'll have the option to pin whatever you've selected. If you tap menu on a tile under pins, you can choose to unpin among other options. Also, pressing menu in the party app will allow you to make the party invite only. The menu button can also help you change the order of your download queue. Tap Menu on the app or game that's actively downloading and choose Pause Download. This will immediately start downloading the next app or game in your queue. Don't forget that no matter where you are in the system, you can go to any app or game by simply saying Xbox, Go To, and the name of the game or app. For example, Xbox, Go to Killer Instinct. Xbox, Go to Forza Motorsport 5. Xbox, go to Upload Studio. You can also say Xbox Go Back to immediately return to your previous app or game. 
For voice commands specific to your current app, you can always say Xbox Select. This will highlight all available voice commands for the app or experience you're using. Saying Xbox Send a Message will bring up a new message. And saying Xbox Invite will immediately snap the party app. Finally, there's the single best voice command on the console. Xbox, record that. Not only does this command capture the last 30 seconds of gameplay for you to edit and upload, it also lets any opponent with an earshot know that their folly has been captured and recorded for posterity. One step closer to flushing out Ultratech. Next up, switching back and forth between controlling a snapped app and the full screen experience. For example, if I just snapped my activity feed, I can double tap the Xbox button and get right back to the action. I can also simply say Xbox Switch for the same result. These are just a few of my favorite features. I'd love to hear what your favorite features are. So make sure you reply to me on Twitter at Major Nelson. I hope you found this video useful for your Xbox One experience. Thanks for watching. All right, so there you have it. Nice little uh, information direct from Major Nelson. So hopefully, hopefully you guys did find that uh, helpful. I, I think it. a lot of people would because nowadays, especially with how games are, I mean, you're just used to jumping into something. You're not reading any instructions. You're, you're not going through any manuals. And I think you, you miss out on a lot of stuff because some things just aren't intuitive like that. Like that one uh, button, I forgot what it's called, with the three lines on it, like he was talking about. You know, yeah. that's stuff that people would never be able to figure out on their own. You know, you know, at least without a lot of trial and error. But who's gonna, who's gonna mess with those buttons? You're gonna play. <laughs> you got to play. That's the number one thing. Exactly. So it was very cool of him to do that video. I think. All right. All right. Okay, um, there's a interesting article that came out uh, well, last week. Uh, basically, says that Microsoft's planning uh, to make one ecosystem on all its platforms, um, and it's codenamed Threshold. So it's basically going to be a bunch of individual platform updates uh, across the board that are somehow going to unite. Uh, everything from the Xbox One to the PC, Windows Phone, uh, I think it's all of them. Yeah, so it's it's going to do something like that. Although uh, I don't see anything in here about the 360, though. So maybe the 360 is being left in the dust. Well, the Xbox One is basically Windows 8. Yeah, it's got that in there, so that's why it can be unified with it. Yep. So uh, there's a report on ZDNet that says uh, Threshold will include updates to all three platforms that'll advance them in a way to share even more common elements, with the goal being for all of the platforms to ultimately share one storefront. You know, that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Uh, Microsoft's also working to bring parity to developer tools across all three platforms in the hopes of attracting more multi-platform applications. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this thing uh, gets squared away and I, I think it can, you know, it'll nothing, do nothing but benefit because, you know, if you can get mobile developers that can easily code you know, across all of the different uh, platforms, you know, 
that that'll make some uh, interesting for interesting software and vice versa. You know, if the PC developers can easily code, you know, it can easily be ported to the Xbox One and enjoyed by the console folks. So, uh, yeah, this uh, looks interesting. Hey, Rob, in case you didn't see it in the chat screen for the Twitch, uh, Jesus Walks a Lot said that uh, that Major Nelson video made his uh, Xbox switch over to Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah, I see that. That's funny. <laughs> see, we have power. We have power to change your <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's funny. All right. So, uh, we'll move on to Project Spark. If um, anybody signed up for the open beta that was offered earlier in the year, the beta has started rolling out as of December 3rd. It's going to be exclusively on Windows 8.1 to begin with, and will become available to fans on Xbox One in early 2014. Uh, registered for beta participants are invited to take the first steps towards bringing their creations to life on Xbox One. Uh, the beta for both platforms will continue until the product launch next year. So... And if anybody's wondering what Project Spark is, it's an open-world sandbox where players can create their own games, movies, and stories um, to with the world. The good news is it's not too late to sign up for the Project Spark beta. Uh, for more information on the beta program, you can just head over to the Xbox Wire page and uh, uh, sign up if you so desire. Yep. Okay, there's a game, uh, Super Time Force. Uh, this is a game that uh, uh, is by Capybara, Capybara, Barra, whatever, <laughs> Capybara Games. Uh, so it's a 2D run-and-gun game, uh, Super Time Force again. Uh, it's going to be coming to the three, or um, sorry, to the 360 and the Xbox One. And uh, this game is going to be coming out on the Xbox One in early 2014. Uh, it's going to be coming through that uh, the ID at Xbox program. That's that indie developer program that uh, is going to be launching. So I would imagine that the game won't release prior to that. <laughs> so we'll have to wait for ID at Xbox first. So uh, they released a little note. It says, as 2013 waned and the ruckus around new consoles got louder, we decided that launching on both the Xbox One and 360 would be the best way for Super Time Force to get out there. We really believe in our game and we're happy that ID at Xbox uh, gives us a chance to bring it to players who made the jump. And uh, these are also the guys that are working on that game below, which... Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. That's that roguelike game that uh, I think we were trying to... F we couldn't remember what the name was a couple of uh, episodes ago. Correct, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, it's also the same studio. So, uh, Super Time Force uh, coming out in 2014. Another game to look forward to. Indeed, indubitably. Yes. So, um, Tecmo Koi... Uh, they are makers of the Dead or Alive franchise. They're, they've introduced a limit to the amount of money that Japanese youths will be able to spend on microtransactions and, and transactions in its games. Uh, Siliconera reports that develop, uh, developer behind titles like Dynasty Warrior and Dead or Alive decided to implement measures uh, following a string of cases where people have gotten carried away spending obscene amounts of cash on online and social games. 
In a bid to reassure Japanese parents that their kids won't be able to rack up huge bills, children under the age of 15 in the country will only be able to spend up to 5,000 yen a month, which equates to 50 uh, that's a in the lot. States and 30, I think that's a euro. Um, does the euro look like a kind of like a backwards L with a line through it? Euro, like the thing you put in a pita? No, not a euro. <laughs> <laughs> Children, I think it's a euros, 30 euros. Uh, children between 16 and 19, meanwhile, will be able to spend up to 20,000 yen a month, which is $200 or 120 wow. euros. Here's my thought. What kid is spending $200 a month on video games? I mean, we're talking 16-year-olds. Uh, I guess you can, you can legally work now at 16, but my goodness... You know, they're still in school. They're going to work in a part-time job. That's They might make 200 a month. But, you know, even I'm thinking of my kids under 15 to to spend $15 a month uh, on a video game. No way. I don't even spend that much on a video game. So not every month. Not, well, I mean, I buy a game every month. I don't even buy a game every month. So and that's what I thought was interesting. The aspect that... A developer is like putting limits on what you can spend, which is interesting in and of itself. But it was the amounts that they're saying a 16-year-old is okay to spend $200 a month on a game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's after they've already bought the game. And by the way, that's pounds. Is that pounds? Yeah. The little okay. So yeah, it's, the, uh, if it looks like an L, it's pounds. If it looks like a C with these lines through it, that's euros. Okay, it's it's a it looks like a backwards L with a line through it. So um, backwards L. Okay, it's a regular L. <laughs> it's, a it's a forward L. L. Okay, the line it's threw me off. It's an L. Anti-dyslexic yeah. L. <laughs> Ding, fries are done. <laughs> um, oh, so <laughs> thirty pounds. Oh boy! So, um, so yeah, your sixteen-year-olds can spend up to one hundred and twenty pounds a month, and that's not a problem. Yikes! It's a problem you know, in this my is, house. This is, I mean, you know, this is like a casino. You know, saying that the little old lady's going to be restricted, and she can only spend fifty thousand dollars a month on the casino. <laughs> You know, exactly, at the slot yeah. machine, it's it's like yeah. making an attempt. But we're it's, here it's to help you. We're going to cut you off at fifty thousand in losses. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh I mean, like, come on, really? So, yeah. Oh, whatever. I mean, I, I this makes me wonder: is it if it's a, like a huge problem out there? So, uh, all right. All right. So, moving on. So Telltale Games has been making some headlines recently. Uh, they've been you know, pumping out some releases. Uh, like uh, I, I've played uh, The Wolf Among Us, Episode 1. I'm looking forward to number 2. And uh, I've been looking forward to The Walking Dead Season 2 for quite some time now. So a couple weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago, I think, we had a, a little bit of a teaser that Season 2 is going to be released soon. And uh, they finally put a date on that. So season two of The Walking Dead will be uh, released on December 17th. And that is um, 
not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. And uh, I know, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing on December 17th. That I'll be playing this thing. You'll be booting so, up uh, your 360 for the first time. Yeah, for sure. And um, also, they released a couple of screenshots, uh, so we know that Omid is back. Uh, there was a screenshot somewhere um, that uh, that showed him and Clementine, but we pretty much knew Clementine was going to be back. So uh, here we go, season two. And uh, have you been watching uh, the regular series, Mark? Oh, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, that Last week was a doozy. In fact, very bad to, man. We He's need very to, bad man. <laughs> very, very bad. Very bad. <laughs> um, you know what that's from, right, Seinfeld? Yes, yes. That's why I'm doing it. Yes, I'm wiggling yes. the finger back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, in fact, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, I can't remember his name. I know it. I know the character's name. But, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was. Uh, it was a fantastic episode last week, and at the same time, it kind of, mm, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. It was fantastic, but horrific and sad and just, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? It, yeah, at it the was same a game time, changer. Oh, wow. It was uh, very unexpected, um, but needed to happen. I, I'm now I'm excited again about the series, but there were some things that happened that I was very happy about, but then again... They left it to maybe what you think happened didn't happen. So, anyways, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll talk about it. I don't want to say anything in case someone hasn't seen it. Um, but, uh, yeah. But in the aspect of the video game, um, I do have the first teaser trailer. So, let's. I'm going to cue this up and uh, let you guys hear this. And uh, this will be just about a minute long, I think. Uh, does it say? It's about 54 seconds. So, let's watch. Let's give this one a watch. Product not yet rated. Do you think things will ever get back to how they were? Yeah. I'm not sure when, but one day. I hope it's soon. So it, there's not a whole lot in there, but it's still it's just a teaser. It's just enough to you know get you thinking about it. So it's coming up. Can't wait. Yeah, with that one picture of Omid, uh, wasn't it like at the end of season one? Wasn't uh, Clementine kind of like sitting under some tree or something, and then she saw two people walking in the distance? Yes. Yeah, yep. so it was probably Omid and. Somebody. Yeah, I, for, I, for, I forgot their name. <laughs> Should be fun. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. All so right. yeah, more more money goes to Telltale, but they've been making good stuff. All right. So the next thing here's what we're gonna do for this next little bit. 
I've got some video. We're going to run three three different things, all with audio. So Rob and I, Rob, you're welcome to take a break, get something to drink if you want. This is going to take a little bit. But um, this is, uh, IGN did the first video, and it says eight reasons why we're excited for Titanfall. And um, I, I wanted to play this one particularly because I wanted to make sure everybody... There were some things that these guys have seen and done that maybe I was kind of surprised at some of the things, the comments that were said. Um, and I'm really excited for this game. And I thought this was really cool, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Then after that, what I'm going to do, and I'm going to play this all just in succession, and then we can talk about it afterwards. But uh, at the VGX Awards... <laughs> They um, Respawn Entertainment showed two. They, their big reveal was that there's not going to be just a single mech in the game. They're going to have multiple mech classes, and they showed us the Strider and the Ogre class. And I'm going to show those trailers for you as well. So we'll turn it over first to our uh, the IGN team, and then we'll watch those trailers. So hope you guys enjoy. I'm excited for Titanfall because honestly it was the first game I ever played and I said this is the next generation of gaming, right? Like you see these trailers all the time and there's crazy stuff happening when you play the game and it's totally mundane. But Titanfall, I jumped into a demo of it. I'm walking on the street shooting stuff then all of a sudden I jump off a wall, I jetpack into the air, I come down, I get into a Titan, I start a Titan fight, I start to lose a Titan fight. This was in my first 15 seconds with the game. Imagine what my first 15 hours are going to be like. One of the most exciting things about Titanfall for me is uh, some of the mechanics that the Titans can use. The coolest of which are these magnets that they have where they can pull and fire and shoot it back out. In the game, if you fire at one of your friendly Titans and you fire some of your own rockets at them, they can pull them in, hold them there, turn, and then shoot them at an enemy Titan. And that kind of gameplay is like so frantic and insane. No other gameplay is like that. Really, really cool. I don't know what it is, but it's big. Titanfall combines a great on-foot game and a great mech game in the same experience. And what I love is the way that the levels allow you to be in different places based on what you're in. If you're on foot, there are all these little tiny crevices in the maps that you can get in and fight other guys who are on foot. And then you go out in the big areas and there are all these giant robots and you fight with them. When you're in the robots, you feel like the spaces are made for you, but you also feel like, as a soldier, the spaces are made for you too. It's got this great transition between the two scales. I love it. I very much love the old school Halo pistol. And the Smart Pistol kind of reminds me of it in the sense that you can do some serious damage with it. The Smart Pistol, if you just hover over two, three, four, even five guys at once, just for a couple seconds, and then boom, one trigger pull, they all drop at once. It feels so good, so much fun. The Smart Pistol, one of the biggest reasons I'm super pumped for Titanfall. One of the things that is really crucial to shooters is how you move. And I come from a long legacy of shooters like Counter-Strike and Halo where movement is really, really well done. The verticality aspect makes you think of the gameplay as something more than side to side. You got to think about it top down. And that's going to be really, really exciting. Jetpacks. Seriously, jetpacks. They're awesome. They're rad. But they also let you get around in Titanfall. They let you get up on rooftops, they let you gain ground, they let you get on top of robots and shoot out their cores and destroy them. This is a giant mech with a machine gun. How do you counter that as a foot soldier? Mobility. The kinetic nature of that jetpack lets you get around and navigate levels in a way that running around on feet doesn't. And that's awesome. 
So even though Titanfall is obviously exclusively multiplayer, I like how they're not ignoring the uh, the atmosphere or the sense of place that they can bring uh, to the battlefield, which is something that I think most multiplayer games just kind of forego, right? It's all about running around, shooting your friends, shooting your enemies. So why have a story, right? Well, I think Titanfall is at least trying to make you feel like there's a meaning. This is kind of a, a war of epic proportions and that it's going to continue well after you leave the battlefield. And that makes everything feel more meaningful and gives you a sense of, uh, of the purpose of your conflict. And I think that's really exciting. I'm just really excited how Titanfall seems to be bringing something new to the genre. I'm a huge fan of action games, but I kind of was late to the competitive FPS party. You know, I haven't been able to get into Call of Duty to the level that I'd like to because people have been playing those games for years. I think Titanfall brings a bunch of new mechanics to, this, to the genre, and I'm really excited to dive in with something fresh and new. It's on the way. Stand by for Titanfall. With Hammond Robotics, you've seen the latest advances in military personnel hardware, supply-based defense systems, and suborbital targeting systems. And of course, the latest in Titan technology. But the future in Titan tech is closer than you think. We present the Strider. What you are now watching is a live feed of Strider tests being done at this very moment. Range secure. Strider one standing by. Control transferring to pilot. All systems online. As you can see, the Strider outperforms all other Titans in speed, acceleration, and agility. Standby. Unknown contact detected. Militia inbound. Cut the signal. I can't. Warning. Hostile Titanfall incoming. Solid copy. Strider 1 en route. Warning. Multiple threats attacking. Dash core activated. Target acquired. Enemy pilot closing fast. Watch it. Got him. Health system slow. Strider 1. Proceed north exit. Copy. Disengaging. Second Titanfall detected. Get out now. Today, at Hammond Robotics, we're building a new generation of machines. From the earliest days of robotics to the rudimentary machines of the 20th century, Hammond Robotics has always looked towards the future. Over the years, we have handpicked the best and the brightest talent with the experience and background to bring the future home and protect our frontier. We are the titans of the industry, ready to empower your next mission. So today, Hammond Robotics would like to unveil its latest achievement. Stand by for Titanfall. The Ogre. In field testing, 
Our newest model uses its heavy armor design to destroy the competition in ballistic and martial testing. And in the Ogre's initial deployment, we truly delivered. In total, it was responsible for 67% of enemy force depletion. It suffered only superficial damage to the outer hull, while mitigating damage to friendly units by nearly 40%, and inflicting over 50% more damage to enemy units. At Hammond Robotics, we're bringing the future home. All right, so we're back. I'm going to show you guys, I'm going to scroll back this video just a little bit because there's a 1-800 number. Now, I, I have not called it yet, but I do know that I was seeing our Facebook group that, in fact, I might have to just call it tonight. Someone was saying, I think it was Jesus Walks A Lot, said that to give that, it's a real phone number, give it a call. It's actually pretty funny. Um, so that is a real phone number. Um, and uh, you might want to check it out. So for those not watching, the number is 1-888-88-TITAN. So it's, um, uh, what do you got, five eights and then T-I-T-A-N. Which so, is, uh, let's see, 8-4-8-2-6. So... Little little something there. I guess it's uh, pretty humorous when you call. I gotta I gotta do that. I just forgot yesterday. Uh, but um, yeah, I think the Rob. What'd you think? I know you were watching. Uh, you were watching all this via the the Twitch broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you think of these trailers? And uh, they look, the, uh, eight reasons. I, I mean, the game looks awesome because you know when they first announced it, I know everybody was excited on it, but I was kind of mixed because. I mean, it's just an, another robot game, but you know, as I was watching this thing, in particular, like these two trailers for the two different robots, it really reminded me of back in the day when I was just playing the heck out of Mech Warrior. Uh, it was an old Activision game out for the PCs, and I mean, this is like what everyone had hoped that Mech Warrior would be, but it never was. I mean, this is like Mech Warrior to the next level, and this thing looks amazing. And I get it. I finally get it now, and I see why everybody's so excited about it. Um, well, between the two, man, that's that's going to be a tough decision. I, that Strider looks pretty sweet, but you know that Ogre. I mean, it, it looks really, uh, really bad. Bleep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough decision to choose between the two Ooh, how about you um i think the strider is cool what i loved is how fast that that strider yeah, was able yeah. to turn around and shoot the guy behind him i mean it was just like as if he was a soldier but the the speed's nice but i'm more of i i stink so bad that i need as much armor as possible so yes. i think i would go with the ogre myself but yeah. i'll definitely be trying them out seeing what each one uh has to say but i think the ogre would be at least off the start here, that's going to be my choice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but cool stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, for you that are not watching, you'll still be able to hear the comments and stuff and uh, hopefully get uh, get the gist of what we're seeing. But if you want to see it, you can always catch the show, uh, the video feed on the YouTube channel to catch all these videos. So, all right. But I, I think that's pretty much all I've got for Titanfall. Um, 
you know, IGN did a great job, I think, with the reasons why to be excited. Uh, it's just, and what I found interesting is the very first guy from IGN that talked, he's a PlayStation guy through and through. And for him to talk about the game and how exciting it, how exciting it was for him just in just the first 15 minutes, you know, when he, like he says, what's it going to be like after 15 hours, you know, that was, I thought was pretty impressive. Um, you know, he's got nothing nice to say about Xbox, so um, that was pretty cool to see him pretty excited about this game. So, all right. Moving on. Yes, yes. So, uh, Tomb Raider was probably one of my uh, most favorite games of 2013, because they came out with that reboot uh, of a game, and it was fantastic. Just amazing. And Yes, oh yeah. And uh, I think that was your number one game up until uh, just recently as well. So uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition is going to be coming to the next-gen consoles in uh, 2014. Uh, Specifically, it's due out on January 28th. So uh, about six weeks from now, approximately. Uh, We're looking at $59.99. For the Xbox One, big surprise there, and uh, including uh, or included in that, uh, in addition to the game, it's got all of the DLC uh, that came out for the game. Six outfits uh, for Lara. There's a, a digital mini art book and a digital comic uh, called The Beginning. And then. Uh, See, Amazon lists that there's an art book packaging edition, whatever that is, uh, listed for uh, each console, the Xbox One and the PS4, uh, which includes an insider's look at exclusive, never-before-seen concept art. So, uh, yeah, uh, new version of Tomb Raider out for the Xbox. Well, it's not a new version. It's the same game. Basically, isn't this more like a Game of the Year edition? Um. Well, it's it. Yes, it's kind of like a game of the year edition, but this is the Xbox One version. So they have gone back and they have um, done more than like an HD upgrade. They did say on the VGX that this game, like the trees and stuff, are going to be moving. There's, you know, there's a lot of more background, visceral stuff that they've put into the next gen version. So this definitive edition is an Xbox One version. Um, I don't know if they're going to release a uh, Game of the Year version on 360 or not, but this this does have all the multi... And all the DLC is multiplayer, so there's no... Yeah. Which was horrible. They should have done single-player right. missions, uh, campaign, DLC. But um, I when I saw this, I thought it was pretty cool. It is a next-gen upgrade to the game you've already played on 360. Yep. So it, the game is still going to be the same, but I've, I've thought about it, and I'm like, hmm... Do I want to dump 60 bucks into this? Because I'm not going to gain anything out of it other than being able to play it on my on my Xbox One. And, um, but, but it's such I'm, a good I game. I probably will know? because it was yeah. so fantastic. I, I probably will buy this one on my X1. Um, I, I love the game. When I when they first came out on the VGX, I was like, oh, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 2. And then they're like, <laughs> and I'm seeing all this stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute. This looks like Tomb Raider 1, you know? And sure enough, it was. So, but... Um, 
I'm probably going to get it. But it is it is a next gen upgrade, so they're yes. saying you're gonna notice things, but it's more of the gameplay. The gameplay and the story are, exa- are, are the same. They didn't mess right. with that. All all that's updated is like all the visual stuff that they can take. They can do because of the next gen hardware. So you might want to say it's like an HD upgrade, but it's it's not. I mean, it was already an HD to begin with. So yeah, they they list here uh, some of the features: an obsessively detailed Lara, and a fully realized lifelike world. Uh, they made a new Lara Croft model, and uh, they use something called Tress Effects technology, which makes uh, realistic hair simulation and motion. Plus, shaders and lighting have been all reworked to showcase the raw physicality of Lara's journey through sweat, mud, and blood materials and effects. Um, All good. If you haven't played it and you have an X1, then get this version. Um, This game is well worth money. It's well worth full price, just even for the single player. It's a fantastic game. Um, the the only thing that surpassed it well, for me was Splinter Cell Blacklist, um, and, and then of course Dead Rising Three is now up there with it as well. Uh, to me, those are the three best games of 2013: it was Tomb Raider, uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, and um, Dead Rising Three. I think those are three must-have games. So if you don't have Tomb Raider and you've got Xbox One. Buy the tune, buy the Xbox One version. You will not be uh, upset that you did. It's so worth it. Absolutely. I think, I think I'm with you, Rob. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for round two. Play. I'm gonna pay yeah. another sixty bucks to play the same game, but <laughs> on my Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, because you know games are expensive nowadays. You know, sixty dollars isn't like you know pocket change for a lot of people. Yeah. But with this game, sixty dollars, you get your money's worth. Yeah, you absolutely, absolutely do. Good game, for sure. All righty, so uh, I think what do we got next here? Um, a little quantum break. Oh, oh yeah. And this is me. Oh, this is my story. I guess I better pay attention here. Uh, quantum break. Get with the program. We they, we saw a new trailer. I'm not going to play it, uh, but we did see a new trailer at the VGX. Um, they did like this. It was more of a like a developer commentary thing. But um, if you're interested, check out the YouTubes. Go check out game trailers. Uh, they, they will definitely have this uh, a video. But um, they were talking about, you know, how it is intertwined, like with a TV series, or you know, there's this live action thing going on in the game. Now, um, is it an actual TV series, or was it that when the guy said it was like a TV series that it would just be interspersed in the game. Oh, I think I'm still taking it that it's in the game. There's live action yeah. in the game that yes. somehow is, you know, all intertwined with you playing. So, uh, but they they talk about three new characters in this trailer. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting, they were asked, um, "Will they see? Will we see anything uh, relating to Alan Wake?" And they said, well, you know, Remedy likes to kind of pay homage to their, their games. I guess in Alan Wake, they, there was something in there from one of their other games. Um, so chances are we're going to see something there. But they also talked about whether, I don't know whether it was joke or not, about the uh, Remedy, um, oh, what did they call it? Um, 
I can't I can't think of uh, like a, a remedy meta world or something. I think that's what it was. They called it the medity the remedy meta world, where all these things are actually all taking place kind of in the same world, if you will. Um, which was kind of interesting, but the game really does look interesting. They talk a lot about the time powers. Um, you're going to get uh, some pretty powerful powers in the game to manipulate time and do different things, and of course the protagonists also have these abilities. So uh, they didn't really go into that part. They just talked about the powers. They really didn't go into what you're going to get to do. Uh, so I guess we'll get to see more as time goes on, but check it out. It was a, a bit of a longer thing. That's why I didn't want to throw it in today, but but definitely check it out. Quantum Break looks really good, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see what what this game turns out to be like. So, all right. Oh yeah, I I remember the uh, video that they showed in the I think it was the reveal. Yeah, because it was before E three, where they showed that uh, explosion and everything was stopping. I mean, it just looked so realistic, so amazing, and. Uh, you know they that the the visuals for this game do not just stop there they continue you know that is not the only cool thing in the game they have uh done a fantastic job with this game fantastic yep so uh oh yeah oh yeah all right so uh moving on uh the division uh had a, a trailer of sorts uh during the VGX did you see this one, or was um, it uh, after you signed out? I think this was this one was after I signed out. Yeah. So, or I know I know I take that back. I think I saw, I saw part of it because I remember them talking about it, but it was kind of a boring daylight transition and to, with the lighting, it was more of those like a tech demo video. Yeah, it was. So. So. Yeah, the, the video basically shows off the game's engine. And uh, if you want to see some cool stuff that they've got in there, you know, definitely check out her. You know, it's out uh, in all the usual places. Uh, the visuals are pretty sweet. So uh, check it out. Alrighty. So next up we've got... Oh, 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 uh, Double feature. Yes. I'm going to give the first one away. Tales from the Borderlands. Yes. Um, this this was cool. You know what? And again, I got another video for you guys. We're just going to let the video speak for itself. But uh, all I'm going to say is this is a merging of Telltale Games and Gearbox. Welcome to Marcus Munition. I know what you're trying to do, but you are not Vault Hunters. You are only going to get yourselves killed. Or worse. Trust me, you want no part of this insanity. <laughs> Listen, kiddos, just had some Jack. 
You want every part of this insanity. <laughs> oh, God. So many people are going to die. All right, folks. So coming in 2014, we're getting Borderlands a la The Walking Dead or a la A Wolf Among Us. Um, this is uh, this is gonna. What can I say? This is pretty darn cool. Uh, and and I know I'll tell yeah. you this, Rob. When this trailer started, the first thing that this was the very first thing announced at VGX. They just the trailer started and it just said they came up and then Jeff Keighley and the and the idiot comedian said you know they were talking <laughs> he said you know this is this caught everybody by surprise two developers working together and here's the result of that and they rolled the trailer and right off the bat soon you know they said said a telltale game i'm like okay and then it flipped to the very next scene and it you know it had their emblem of the you know ttg and they start to pull back and i'm like that's borderlands yeah. I mean, right away i was like that's borderlands it was so obvious and and then of course you know when they pulled out far enough to see the Marcus's guns shop, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on? <laughs> this is an episodic game, like we've seen recently from Telltale, but it's going to be stories from Borderlands, and this is, uh, dude, I'm on board, man. I'm on board right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this will be cool. So, I mean, it, it looks. I mean, it its animation is pure signature Borderlands, and they could so easily intertwine this with their you know Telltale type spin yep. of uh, of storytelling, and I'm really excited about it. I mean, I'm it'll definitely excited. be different. It won't be like playing Borderlands, but you yeah, know, it's going to be like more of like what we know. But uh, it's going to be very interesting. I will definitely be on board for this. So. And so I, now, I, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say they need to stagger these things so that <laughs> you know. So now I'm going to be doing Borderlands. I'm going to be doing Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead. I mean, that's these that's guys are all. just going to be like killing me. Exactly. There's one more I think that you have to tell us about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But wait, there's more. So Telltale confirmed that they're also going to be releasing a Game of Thrones. Uh, game. So this is going to be coming out in 2014, sometime next year. I don't believe they have a date. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, so it'll just be out uh, sometime next year. You know, again, hopefully that they'll stagger all these things just so that you have time to play these. Because, you know, I, I was actually thinking about this Game of Thrones one, and I don't know if if I'll bite on this one. I say that now, but probably when it comes out, I'll grab it right away. Yeah. So that's four altogether. So Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, which is really good. I, I'm really enjoying that one. Um, the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Please, please, no more, Telltale. <laughs> no more. Stop the insanity. You're going to be doing an episode like every month of what, you know, you're just going to be, or maybe two games. Yeah. So... It's interesting. I, I I hope they don't stretch themselves too thin. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely on board for Walking Dead and Borderlands. So I haven't tried Wolf Among Us, but and I it's probably good. won't, being that it's on 360. I, I 
I, I turned my 360 on for the first time the other day because the Twitch app was failing to, to see that show. So I actually flipped over to my Xbox 360, and it was actually, I think it was, what did I, how did I watch it? I don't even remember. I Somehow I watched it on 360. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just pulled it up, and it was on the dashboard. Boom, I went with it. So, but, uh. So I did actually turn the 360 on, but just to stream something. So, but yeah, we're we got a lot coming from Telltale, so it'll be interesting. So, cool. Yeah, be gentle, be yeah. gentle, Telltale. So, this next game, um, I'm not even sure what to think of this one. Some people are raving over this, and I looked at it and I was just like. You know, just like Snoozeville, man. I just don't get it. I'm. Uh, it's an independent game. It's called, it's from Hello Games, and they're bringing a game called No Man's Sky. So they're the developer behind the Joe Danger series, and they just announced this game called No Man's Sky, which looks to include a first-person shooting with exploration elements and space combat. Uh, this was revealed in a teaser trailer, which of course you can see now via our Twitch stream. The, um, there's even one planet replete with a sandworm that looks like it was ripped straight out of Dune. Uh, there's there's no mention of which platforms this is going to launch on, and there's no time frame for release. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of this. I mean, you start out, they start out where you're like swimming underwater. So I, I thought at yep. first, my first thought was, oh, this is like an underwater game. And then, no, he comes out, he gets on the land, he's walking on the land, he, he jumps into, I swear I saw an X-Wing fighter. It, it went by. Oh. I need to watch the trailer again. But yeah. you jump into like an X-Wing fighter and fly off into space, and now you're playing what looks to reminded me of Homeworld. <laughs> you know, the space combat. Um, I just don't, I don't know what this game is. And I, you know, I think maybe... If I get to learn more about it, then maybe it'll be something that I find interesting. But when I watched the trailer, I was just like, again, pretty bored with it. Uh, just, I felt like I didn't know what this game was. And maybe that was the problem. It, it didn't really give you any idea, I think, of what it was. So, have you seen this one yet, Rob? Yeah, I've seen it. It really reminds me of that... Um like back in the day when they would have like technology demos from Nvidia it reminded me of something like that i mean the the graphics look pretty sweet i mean it, it looks okay but you, you can't tell how much story there is in there and then you know it had that first thing you know the water you know he's coming out he's walking around the beach you know you get into the spaceship and then it's like flying then it's like it reminded me of homeworld or like Eve Online or something, and it, you know, it's just like it's it's, a, it's such a mashup of different things. It's like you know, right? Y- you you don't know what it is absolutely. And the one thing that was really interesting about at least the main thing that was interesting to me about this game was that I I read an article that said that uh, this whole game is done by four people. That's it. You know, you got these games like, you know, Assassin's Creed that have like hundreds and yeah. hundreds of people developing it. This is four people. For four people, I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, I, yeah, I give the credit. I mean, it yeah. is. It, I was shocked when you told me that this was four people. I was like, what? So, but still, it's just, I think the trailer didn't do it any justice because I still don't know what it is. You know, I think it would have been nice to say, 
a little bit more explanation. Um, and if they had it, then obviously I slept through it or I missed it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think the trailer really did any kudos for it. But, you know, oh, well. Maybe there'll we'll, be another we'll see one. More. Yeah, we'll get to see and hear more about it soon. So Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, all right. And Destiny. That's that Bungie title. You heard of Bungie, right? Yeah, Here I think there. I know who they are. <laughs> yeah, didn't they make uh, Doom and Quake? No, 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 a different no. company. They made yeah, so, Halo, my friend. Yes, absolutely. So uh, they put a date on Destiny, and that is September 9th, 2014. So we've got a long way to go. Quite a long way to go. Um, it's going to be out on December 9th, 2014, and it's going to be a simultaneous launch for the, the consoles that matter, the 360, the Xbox One, PS3, and PS4. And uh, it will be published by Activision. Hmm. I don't know about that. So if you pre-order the game, uh, there will be a beta that uh, you can maybe get uh, a chance to try. And uh, that will the beta will kick off on PlayStation platforms in the summer of 2014. So then I would imagine that... Uh, Probably late summer they might have it for the P for the Xbox and P and I can't talk the Xbox yeah. One. So look for that next summer. All right. Well, Rob, that's the end of our 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 topics. And you know what? I know we're closing in on the two hour mark, so we're gonna oh we gotta hustle the rest of this. If it goes over two hours, we're gonna split it into two videos on YouTube. So yeah. Um, but before we go, be sure to check our community. Uh, join us on Facebook. Look for this Xbox Life. Uh, you can email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com, and follow us on Twitter. And um, I know now we're at that moment, Rob, what everybody's been waiting for. Drum roll, please. And what what is the drum roll for, you say? Well, we gave a secret code word last week, did we? Did we not? And that yes, word we did. Spotkick, as you can clearly see there on the screen. Spotkick. Do you remember what spotkick was, Rob? Something to do with soccer. <laughs> do <you laughs> yes. Re do you remember what it went? Yeah, it had something to do with uh, some kind of penalty kick or something like that, right by the goal or something like that. So, anyways, we asked. All we asked was you guys to uh, tell us what the code word was and go to our site and click on the contest tab and fill out the little form and we have a winner and, uh, and the winner is going to get a FIFA 14 uh, for Xbox One as well as I guess it's the day one DLC for uh, a code so the winner is Striker52MB congrats so, woo, yeah congrats woohoo so that's cool I will get you I will send this code to you via Xbox Live soon as we're done recording here so you'll have that here in a few minutes um, but congratulations and a big big shout out thank you to Paul the donator of both of those codes uh, we really appreciate that and um, uh, thank you so much for your generosity that is just awesome absolutely so uh, why don't you give us our uh, what's coming up this week Rob what what is there to buy on our on our platforms so retail releases are pretty light uh, yet again. 
And uh, this week, it looks like we've just got Peggle 2. Peggle 2 releases tomorrow on Xbox One. And uh, can it really be that there's nothing for the Xbox 360? Very unusual. As far as everything goes, there's nothing coming out. Yeah, it's, it's a weird time of year. Um, they've changed Xbox.com around, so I can't even tell if there's like arcade titles coming out on the on that platform. Um, I don't know. It's right now everything's listing February. Yeah, uh, which is retail, so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know what's going on with the uh, information, but uh, you know, right before Christmas, uh, and most people have got their stuff out, so I can see why there'd be a little bit of a drought. So, but come February, it kicks up again for sure. We see a lot of stuff coming, and uh, so. But uh, here, I've, I've got. I found uh, another list here. Um, they show Halo Spartan Assault coming out in December. Do we have the date yet? No. Nope. Yep. Till we get a date. Owen, oh, the Wolf Among Us episode three. I missed episode two. Oh. I gotta boot up my Xbox when I get when I get back. <laughs> so, alrighty. Well, anyways, anytime you hear about games we talk about or we we mention here, remember you can do all your pre-orders and uh, after their released orders from Amazon.com. Again, just go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon and you'll take you straight to the Amazon page. Uh, our affiliate page and uh, make all your purchases there and thank you very much we appreciate you guys doing that it's a way for uh, you guys to support the show and it doesn't cost you anything um, so we appreciate that um, if you listen to us on iTunes rate us five stars and with that we are out of here hoping to beat that two hour mark so we're going to just have one video on the YouTube page so thank you guys for listening and supporting us and and Thank you, Paul, for your uh, generous uh, gift of FIFA 14. And uh, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. I am taking off. I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week.